1: A young man, teenager, asked his dad if he could borrow the car. Not until you bring your grades up and get a haircut. The son argued, but dad, Moses, Samson, and Jesus all had long hair. That's right, agreed the dad, and they walked everywhere they went. I want to talk to you for a moment about prosperity, or the lack of it. Now I know you've all heard me say before that God wants us to be prosperous, but I wonder if sometimes we really believe it. Did you know that in the first chapter of Genesis, right after God created Adam and Eve, the first thing he did was say to them, be fruitful. So, right from the very beginning, God's purpose for us was to have prosperity. And yet, most of us experience times in our life when we're not prospering. And some of us are no doubt struggling financially right now. So, what are we supposed to do when we know that God wants us to be prosperous and it's not happening? Well, I think that's easy. You see, what you do is you throw yourself a prosperity party. Okay, I know I'm going to have to explain that, So, but I've got to take you back some years ago to when the National Sporting Goods Convention decided to come to Dallas for the first time. And because it was in our hometown and our company was celebrating our 10th anniversary in business, we decided to throw a big party for all of our customers and all of our business associates. So, with uh, Brother Hugh Hunt's help, who was in the business of putting on uh, these big events, we planned a texas size affair at the Dallas Fairmont Hotel. And we invited over 500 people, and we organized a great menu, and we had live entertainment. We even had cowboys, and we had horses, and uh, we, we even had a ventriloquist. And we, we were just so excited that we were going to be able to host this event. For our customers. Then, when the big day arrived for the party, so did the largest ice storm in Dallas history. And some of you may remember this, but the city was completely frozen. The airport shut down, the taxis were out of commission, and it was so bad you would just be crazy to get out on the roads. Well, needless to say, our party seemed destined for failure. And we considered cancelling it. And, but when we realized that everything was already prepared, and everything was already paid for, we did the only thing we could do. We had a party anyway. And instead of having 500 guests, we had about 50. And they were mostly co-workers and family. And whoever was staying at the hotel, whether they were involved in sporting goods or not. So there we were in this huge ballroom with all this this food that we would never eat. But I have to tell you, it was the best party I've ever been to. And the next day at the convention, we just told everyone who came by our exhibit what a great party that they missed. But you see, it's kind of like that when we're struggling financially. We never plan on some of the things that can happen to us. I mean, we don't plan on losing our job. And we don't plan on losing our best customer. Or we don't plan on these unexpected bills. But when you really believe that God intends for you to prosper, you just have to throw yourself a prosperity party anyway. Now, if you've never heard of a prosperity party before, it may be because I just made the concept up. (laughs) But a prosperity party is what you do When things don't turn out like you plan, And what you do. Is you look for the value. In your disappointment. You recognize that failure. Is never final. With your Jesus Christ in your life. And you use your situation. To show the Lord that you still trust him. And that you know that he has your best interest at heart. And more than Anything. You continue to expect a prosperity based on his promise to give it to you. And there's one thing that you can't do. And that's buy into the idea that every time you fail, it means that you must be doing something displeasing to God. Because that's simply not true. We have a promise of prosperity in our lives. But sometimes God needs to test us to see how we deal with adversity. Because, you see, God is more interested in developing our, developing our character than he is our comfort. And I know it sounds easier than it is, but the word says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. The writer, James, was throwing a prosperity party. He was looking at the good that comes from our hardship. And it's a, it's a sign of spiritual maturity for sure to be able to throw a prosperity party when, when things aren't going well. But you know what happens when you don't? Well then we tend to throw ourselves that other kind of party. The pity party. And you know the one I'm talking about. It's the one that says, why did, why did this happen to me and, and I don't deserve this. It's that kind of party. Don't fall into that trap. Nothing good ever comes from that kind of party. The word says this. Beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So I want you to be encouraged today. The Lord is going to see you through your hardships. So the next time that things don't work out like you planned, them, cancel the pity party. Book your own prosperity party. And I promise you that just like Pastor Dez always says, something good will happen in Jesus' name.
0: Don't go away. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
2: The Slide. It's what I liked best at the playground as a kid. I got a feeling of freedom, like I could do anything, and I loved it. Now as an adult... I still love the slide, but it's the Slide Z Flashlight from Nebo Tools, that's S-L-Y-D-E. The Slide Z is a 2-in-1 high intensity flashlight with a powerful work light concealed inside the flashlight body. You just slide it to reveal. With the 4 times adjustable zoom, fully deemable beam, and instant on feature, I get a feeling of freedom, like I can do anything.
0: Welcome back to On the Bright Side. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org and let him know you're listening.
1: And when it's graduation time, we all hear right along with the graduates a few speeches every year about dreams and aspirations, about hope, about bright futures, and it's all good and I love, I love all of that. But what I want to tell all of you graduates this morning and anybody else who will listen is about the greatest inspiration that drives our aspirations. You see, for some reasons, it seems that most of us have a need to be inspired on a regular basis, to be encouraged by someone who has overcome great difficulty to achieve victory. We're inspired, for instance, when we watch American Idol, where an unknown talent rises to fame and fortune in 16 weeks. For years, I found inspiration in rags-to-riches stories, like that of Sam Walton and Bill Gates' They rise from modest beginnings to incredible success. And you know, they're all inspiring. I don't think there's anything wrong with those people or their stories. But what I do think is wrong is when we think that we need inspiration from successful people and reality shows, and I'll tell you why. It's simple. Because there's someone much more inspiring than them. If you're a graduate today, then what I'm about to say will save you a lot of time on your journey to find yourself. There's only one true inspirer. It's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the author, the finisher of our faith. How can I make such a statement? Well, first of all, even Webster's Dictionary agrees that inspiration can only come from the divine. And second, the Word of God is just filled with divine inspiration as we wander through it. Graduates, I'll tell you another piece of advice. Don't ever let the inspiring Word of God get more than two feet away from you. That's about the length of your reach. It's your most valuable asset. Keep it close. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Here's one of my favorite inspiring stories in the Word of God. One time Jesus was on a kind of miracle tour. He was healing people, casting out demons. And he was on his way to heal a dying girl. And the crowds were getting big. And wherever he went, there were bigger crowds. And there was this woman with a terrible disease who saw him in the distance. Now she's in a terrible state. She's thin. She's weak. She's no match for the crowd that's pressing in all around the Lord. She has nothing no money, no home, no health. Her dreams are long gone. She's unwelcome in her church. She's unwanted in her town. Yet on this day, she clings desperately to just one single idea. If I can touch him, I'll be healed. So she crawls. She pushes. And when pushed away, she tries again and again. And finally... She touches the robe of Jesus. And she felt life rush into her body at once. And she knew that she was healed. Jesus, he felt it too. He said, who touched me? And the woman fell at his feet. And Jesus called the woman his daughter. He says, woman, your faith has healed you. You see, Jesus was and he still is all about
4: touching people,
1: changing people, loving people, and inspiring people to live in his grace, a life of hope and purpose. What I'm trying to say is you don't have to look anywhere else this morning to find inspiration that you need to change your life and develop your dreams and aspirations. Jesus is the only one who not only inspires us, but can supernaturally touch your heart and hear your thoughts and prayers. It was an illness that took the woman's strength, that longed to touch Jesus. What's taking your strength today? What's holding you back today? Whatever it is, Jesus wants to touch you. And when he does, I can promise you this. It's all the inspiration that you'll ever need.
0: Don't go away. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
4: fully illuminate your immediate area tough
0: Welcome back to On the Bright Side. Email Bobby at onthebrightside.org and let him know you're listening.
1: Okay, well, I, I uh, have a joke for you this morning. This was on Bob's I heard what you said last week. <laughs> okay, here you go. A man walking along the road sees an old Indian fellow in the middle of the road with his ear to the ground. The man went over and hears the Indian say, hears him talking, large wheels, Ford pickup, green color, man driving with large brown dog next to him, Texas license plates, 80 miles per hour. Well, the man standing there was amazed. He said, you mean you can tell all that just by listening with your ear to the ground? No, said the Indian. That's the truck that just ran over me. You see, he... Never mind. <laughs> you know, every, every one of us has experienced some times in our life when we don't really want people to know what we're thinking. We don't, we don't want them to know what we've been saying or what we've been doing. And not letting everyone know what's going on with us is not necessarily a bad thing. But what happens sometimes is we try shutting God out too. And most of the time, we don't even realize that that's what we're doing. But being open and real with God is critical to our spiritual life. And we need God to remind us that often the truth about us is deeper than what other people see. When I was a boy, our family moved to the desert, Tucson, Arizona. And it so happened that across the highway from our neighborhood was the only horse racing track in the area. Well, of course, we were too young to go to the track and our parents had forbid us to go over there, but my friends and I were so fascinated by the sight and the sounds of the track that it wasn't long before we were sneaking across the highway and crawling under the fence. And we could make it all the way to the railing on the backstretch of the track. And it was there that we witnessed something that was completely different than anything you see on TV watching the Kentucky Derby. I mean, they say horse racing is a beautiful sport. In fact, they, they call it the sport of kings. You have these incredible thoroughbred animals prancing out on the track with these colorful little jockeys perched up on them. But standing by the rail, when they come down the backstretch, the horses are still in this clump, and they're gasping for air, and the jockeys are whipping them mercilessly screaming at them, screaming at each other, even whipping each other, trying to better their position. So close up, far away from the grandstand, horse racing wasn't beautiful. In fact, it was ugly, it was brutal. So the image of horse racing, in fact, wasn't the reality at all. And you see, no matter how hard we try to show the prettier side of our life, we can't hide the uglier side. Because God is watching us down the backstretch of our life. When things are tough and we don't think anyone can see us. You know, the word says that the Lord sees not as you and I see. Because we look on the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. I read this several times. If you take this literally, God knows what you look like by the condition of your heart. He doesn't have the slightest interest in what you look like outwardly. God made us who we are and able to realize our potential only through Jesus Christ. So the best way for us to stay real is to understand who we are according to Him. And so we need to remember that our identity is in Christ and is provided with these three truths. The first one is this, because of Christ we are accepted The word says that we have been bought with a price and we belong to him. It says we have been chosen by God and adopted as his children. The next truth is because of Christ, we are secure. The Bible says that we are free from any condemnation brought against us. And we cannot be separated from the love of God. And the third truth is that because of Christ, we are all significant. The apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So so you see you don't have to be anyone but yourself to God. We're a work in progress, but he wants to work with the real you. So there's no reason to hide or to wear a mask. I mean, do you remember what it was like when you used to wear a mask and a costume at Halloween? You could barely see through that thing. You couldn't breathe. It was hot. It was so uncomfortable, you couldn't, usually you couldn't wait to take it off. Is it time for us to realize who we really are in Christ? That we're accepted, that we're secure, that we're significant? Well, the more that you reaffirm who you are in Christ, the more your behavior will begin to affect your true identity. And when you start doing that, I promise you, something good will happen in Jesus' name.
3: If you're looking for something to chirp about, try the Nebo Tools Cricut. It's fun, functional, and more than just a flashlight. This versatile 3-in-1 LED light features a 240-lumen work light, bright spotlight, and intense red light. The Cricut has a unique swivel design that allows the flashlight head to rotate 90 degrees into a forward-facing light. The magnetic base and steel clip provide convenient hands-free lighting. Made of anodized aircraft-grade aluminum, the Cricut is water and impact resistant. The Cricut is unlike any other flashlight you've had before. This light is truly fun, functional, and versatile, and it's definitely worth chirping about. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright flashlights, including the fun, functional, and versatile Cricut at Batteries Plus Bulbs, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way.